Hey everyone, before we get started, don't forget to subscribe, click on that notification bell, share. You could also follow us on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Now today, on the Angel of Words podcast, all the way from ATL, we got Miss Leslie Ramirez, founder of the House of Ramirez, on deck on the Angel of Words podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Angel of Words podcast. I am your host, Angel of Words, and today, joining us all the way from ATL Shorty, we have the entrepreneur, the activist, the founder of the House of Ramirez, Miss Leslie Ramirez. Hello, Miss Ramirez. Thank you for joining us today here on the Angel of Words podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Angel. It's an honor to be on your podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course, of course. You know, doing my research on you, I see you've been doing big things, girl. Oh. Been doing things for the black and brown community, <laughs> trying to create unity, you know, yep. with the white community, doing big things through the House of Ramirez. And I just want to put people on, you know, could you let us know what's good with the with the House of Ramirez? You know, what do you guys do? And, you know, how do you promote uh, black and brown businesses? Yeah, so that's what we tailor to. We we see a need and we saw a need initially when we started in 2018. We saw the need to promote and uh, support our own uh, small-owned businesses within our own communities. And we tailor to that. You know, we help with uh, promoting, supporting, you know, putting our money where our mouth is. Um, we're out there in the community also uh, serving the children and the women of our communities. Um, but yeah, we focus and tailor to assisting um, small-owned businesses that are Hispanic and Black-owned. Now, these these businesses, um, are there a particular type of business, or are they like, you know, it's a diverse group of businesses? So it's a diverse. Um, there's no specific um, uh, market that we hit. Um, it's everyone's welcome. Whether you have a carniceria or whether you have a barber shop or a nail salon, or a product or a service that you offer and sell. It, it just depends if you are Hispanic or you are black and you have your own product or service, you're welcome. You know, you're welcome to come to House Ramirez and we tailor to supporting you and promoting you. Okay, what kind of promotions do you do? Is it like an email marketing campaign? You know, it's, is it like, you know, events? So we do have um, on my website, you can go ahead and check us out. I have a full marketing team, 20 and 3 on Instagram. You can go to their webpage as well. They build uh, websites and apps from scratch uh, to fit and tailor your company. So whatever service that may be might look different from someone that might have a product. Um, so they build all of that from scratch and they tailor to that. Now, um, if you don't mind, you know, there's a lot of people that may not speak English and you, you know, you still offer these services to them. Could you just summarize for us a little bit what you just said for the Latino community who may not uh, understand of English? Of course. So, entonces, mi compañía Casa de Ramirez, House of Ramirez, 
se específicamente se enfoca en ayudar a negocios pequeños que son hispanos, latinos y también morenos. Entonces, so, si usted tiene una, un servicio, un producto hispano o moreno, vengan a House of Ramirez, a Casa de Ramirez, y nosotros le ayudamos con promoción, con marketing, con uh, construyendo una website um, para usted, específicamente para usted, de principio a final. Um, también apps, hay muchas apps que nosotros usamos, hacemos y usamos para nuestros clientes. Algunas veces es más mejor usted tener un app que un website, um, eh, algo móvil, como un mechanic o como un cleaning service. Um, usted más que nadie necesitaría una app en vez de un website y mi compañía es específicamente se se enfoca en ayudarle con la promoción y con la construcción de, de a, apoyando a la comunidad latina y morena. Y si, y si uno no entiende mucho la tecnología, ¿ustedes le enseñan a ellos cómo usar la tecnología? Bueno, es algo que yo he um, pensado. Entonces, ahorita mismo no estamos haciendo eso, pero usted sabe, yo siempre estoy, um, ¿cómo se dice?, disponible a ayudarle a la gente. Si no entiende algo, Uh, no, no duele mucho solo ayudarle a alguien, you know? eso no tiene un precio, ayudarle a alguien no es siempre de dinero, es ayudar a otro, uno a otro, apoyándonos unos a otros. Wow, that's perfect. That, you know, that sounds like a great service to attain, to be honest with you. I'm going to have to call on you, you know what I'm saying? Sounds yeah. like a good plan, you know? I hope those rates are popping. You know? Oh! <laughs> Do I get a podcast discount, you dig? Nah. Right? <laughs> hey, you know? <laughs> you know But me always you know, looking for it, a deal. Angel, it's all about supporting and helping each other, you know? Yeah. Uh, of course, everything has a price when you're doing business. But there are times where you look out for one another, and that's really what we focus on. We, we're out here, and we help one another. We support one another, and that's what it's all about. Now, you also mentioned, though, which is interesting, because, you know, you're a person that believes in equality. And you said that, you know, growing up, you noticed that there was something within the white community that you observed, that, they, you know, they always found a way to make things happen for their vision. And now, could you, like, tell us what it is that you really saw in, in, the, in those communities that make them become yeah. successful? Yeah, most definitely. So I definitely saw the unity. I saw how um, the white community kept their money within their circle. So they would shop at their own shops and, and go to their own different shops and, and just leave their money in their own community and it would recycle and come back to them one way or another. So as a young child, I would see how strong and united they were, not only in, in numbers, but also in money form. So monetarily, they were supporting one another and I saw that. So when I got the opportunity to actually start my own entrepreneur journey, I, I said, this is what it's going to be. I'm going to support and promote others because we need to be able to find ways to keep our money within our own community. And that's what it's all about. You have to be able to keep the money cycling within our own so we can prosper, so we can grow, so we can do more for our own community. So it's not just businesses. It's what are you doing outside of the business hours? Are you giving back to the community? Are you pouring into the community? Are you mentoring? Are you assisting? And, and again, it's not always about money. So although the money is circulating, what are you doing that doesn't need money 
that you are out there physically giving back to people, you know? So, you know, that seems to be a big issue within the hip hop community because, you know, it, 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 you don't really see a lot of them promoting, you know, brands made by black and brown people. Um, and that's no knock. I mean, you're allowed to purchase whatever it is that you want. But, right. uh, you know, w but when you're in that kind of in, in that kind of field and you're in entertainment and people are viewing what you're doing all the time, you might help flock and drive those resources towards different avenues. How do you feel about when people say that? Well, that. you know, I, again, it, it, I mind my own business, and I, okay. I tend to peep game, so to say. So I peep game, I pay attention, but I mind my own business. I stay in my own lane, and I'm pretty good at that. Now, Leslie, um, what would you, um, what advice would you give to someone who is it wants to start a small business? You know, from a brand ambassador side, as a person that might market them, what would your advice be? Well, I would say don't stop dreaming you know the first thing that you want to do is figure out what you're good at what you're good at is might not be what someone else is good at so when god puts a calling on you go for it and as long as you know what that is and it might take a few steps for you to get there so as long as you know what that is when you get there you go for it you know you have to start with the basics getting your llc then getting an ein you know, doing all the proper steps to become legitimate in this business world. You know, people will check you on that. And when you have that dream and you know that's what God wants you to do, don't stop for nothing. And call Legal Zoom. you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we have actually, I'm, I'm partnered up with a Black-owned attorney firm. It's a, it's a firm. It's, she's wonderful. Roberta. She's here in Georgia. And she actually helps me with, you know, businesses that come my way that might need legal help in the business realm. She tailors to that. So I can say that, you know, we offer legal help. We have an attorney on our on our end. So, you know. Well, there you go, guys. You better go holla at House of Ramirez, especially if you're ATL. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. Now hey. you do more than you, you know, you're a woman of many trades. And, oh. when, you know, one of the things that you're, uh, really passionate about it seems is your activism you know yeah. you really want to work in criminal justice reform which is a big topic of conversation in America right now could yeah. you let us know why you are so passionate about you know changing the legal system up yeah so it, it you know it takes baby steps you can't just completely tear down overnight what's been structured for so long it's been working for many for so long to oppress our community. But yes, I'm very passionate about that. I actually have two brothers, two siblings, and one of my brothers, he's serving a life sentence for something he didn't do. He just hit the criteria and he was at the right place at the at the wrong time. Um, you know, and that, that's what it is. You just need to fit a certain type of uh, criteria. And if you're from the brown or black community, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So when you know, as a loved one, seeing your family member go through that and you yourself going through the motions of accepting that that's what that's going on and, you know, supporting them the best way you can, it takes a toll on you. It takes a toll on the family. It takes a toll on life, period, as you know it. And, you know, I think it's very important that we shed light on that. Yes, now it's a hot topic, but you never know if it's going to fade out. And I don't think that it should fade out. I think that now more than ever, everyone needs to be on board as to what it is 
that is going on. It's a cycle, you know, and a lot of people don't know that. They just think, oh, somebody got locked up. It got sent down the road. It's bigger than that, you know, and very high percentages of people in our own community, in the Hispanic and black community, we get touched by it one way or another, whether directly or indirectly. And I think it's very important we shed light on it, but not just shed light on it, but also do something about it. A lot of people don't understand that there are bills that are being passed within our own city, our own state, and they want to pass these bills. And slowly but surely, it starts at the bottom of chain command with bills that oppress us. And then they get higher and higher and also the people in place, if they're not the right people that love us and support us as a community, then they will continue to pass certain bills that oppress us instead of help us. But it takes a community that, that's informed that wants to do something about it to get involved. And a lot of people don't know that. And it's important that we're all informed and actually willing to do something about it. Now, what do you say to the people that if you just followed law and order, if you didn't go outside at some per some points at night, if you didn't hang around with certain people, things like this wouldn't happen to you. What do you say to those people? To There's the people a lot of them that out think... there. That, so, I mean, to the people that think that these things only happen to you because you put yourself in these situations. Mm, I wouldn't say that, you know, every situation is different, you know, but we as the Hispanic and the black community, we have a target on our back. And that's something that's known to everyone. You know, it doesn't matter what demographic, what, what race you are, you know that. There's a target on our back. And, you know, we have to act extra precautious as to how we conduct ourselves in normal life, you know. And it's not just you have to watch what where you're putting yourself in. Yes, you have to be able to pick your friends wisely. There's some people that are not, you know, there yet that they know that they need to put a good head on their shoulders. But um, for the most part, it, it's it's a cycle of life right now where change is needed, you know, and knowing what's going on and teaching our own is very important so we can act accordingly and also make change. Now, Leslie, you work with um, also with a foundation that raises money for children, right? And uh, I remember you telling me before that um, it's called Our Children's Story, and these are a bunch of downtrodden kids who will end up in this rotted legal system. You know, what yes. do you guys do to help them, you know, get out of this situation, you know? So we don't help them get out of it, uh, like, physically. That's yeah, not directly, but indirectly, make. yeah. Right. So Our Children's Story is a nonprofit organization that tailors to children in need and that have needs. And House of Ramirez partners up with Our Children's Story to mentor a school in Metro Atlanta called North Metro Genet. And those children there, they need our help. They need our support. And they need somebody that's reliable and consistent, and that's what we bring to the table. And not only are we consistent, but we encourage them to be a better version of themselves. They set out goals. They have dreams, and they set goals to pursue those dreams. And they can become anything that they want to. And they themselves can actually walk out of situations that, you know, unwrongfully this, the system has put them in. So... We just help mentor and make sure that we're consistent in these children's lives. They don't have any type of consistency. 
And it's important that we not only support our community, but we give back to our community. And when you mean consistency, when you say consistency, excuse me, like, you know, what do you mean? Like, are these people, are, are these children, um, you know, do they not have a home? You know, they're not going to school, you know, because this is part of the systemic aspect that people really don't understand. There's kids out there that are literally being raised by wolves, meaning they're being raised out in the wild because of, of unforeseen circumstances and, and things right. that happen when you grow up in a rotted situation, you know? Right. So, you know, when I say that, that they need consistency, I mean just that they need someone that's there every week, um, whether it's virtual now or is someone before the COVID situation that was there at the school present, encouraging them and conducting projects to help them, you know, have higher self-esteem. But uh, the background of these children are they've been misplaced by the system. They no longer are wanted in regular society. But society does not see and also overlooks the fact that these children have emotional and mental disorders. And why do they have these? They have these because they've been pushed out. You know, many of us are familiar with gentrification. And yes, they have good and bad to come with that now. The good is you have more employment in the areas and, and, you know, everything looks nicer. But the downside of that is us normal, common folk people, we get pushed out into the outskirts of the city to certain sides of the city. And we don't get enough resources as the gentrified areas do. Now, these children seem more than they should at a very young age. And with that comes emotional and mental disorders. And now, in turn, the system no longer wants to deal with these children because they feel like they're just acting out, but they really seen so much more than an average adult has ever seen in their lifetime. And that is why it's important that we're there for the children. The children, and nowadays, and have ever and always will be the future. And it's important that we pour the right materials for our children, all our children, for them to prosper because they are our future. And if we don't give them the proper material and encouragement to be better, to, to be a great version of themselves, then what kind of future are we pouring into? Now, Leslie, is this something that you could relate to personally? Like, did you struggle like this growing up? Did you see things that you wish you hadn't seen? Is this why you're so passionate about what you're doing right now? Well, yes. I actually feel very passionate about, you know, expressing love to towards one another and to others. Um, you know, my parents are immigrants from Mexico, and I pride myself in that because they came here to the state 30-something years ago so I can have a better future. So my siblings and I got the opportunity to be born here in the state, but it took a struggle. It took a sacrifice and a journey for them to get here, and I'm referring to my parents. Um, with that being said, my parents didn't have rights as uh, immigrants here in the States. As many of us know, that is also a hot topic. Um, and I feel very passionate about that. You know, at maybe 35 years ago, for immigrants to come here to a land that they know nothing of, no language to know about, and for them to succeed and prosper and carry a whole family and pull them through, through the struggles of raising a family, as if that's not enough, it's, you know, encouraging for me to see where I come from. You know, you have to appreciate where you come from to know where you're going to really, really appreciate your your destiny, your journey. And um, yeah, I struggled a lot, you know, with parents, but they gave me the best that they could. And I cannot complain. If I had to do it all over again, 
I would. <laughs> no, I mean, th- th- that sounds that sounds nuts. What's one of the biggest lessons that you learned from your parents? Because, you know, like you said, oh. <laughs> they, you know, they, they, you know, coming over here and that during that time, I mean, that's basically a little bit, I would imagine, not too long after the 65 Immigration Act. Like, you know, yeah. what's the biggest lesson you learned? Because, you know, they didn't quit. And look, they raised a beautiful, healthy, <laughs> you know, uh, 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 person that inspires and, and, and always out here, you know, making things happen type <laughs> of lady, you know, from what it Thank seems you. like, you know, and, you know, that I'm sure they might, they should, they're proud of you, you know? What's the biggest lesson? that they taught you for you to have that kind of disposition thank you well i give all thanks to god first and then you know my mom and my dad gave me the best that they could as i mentioned before and my mom taught me how to be loving and how to give and how to do for others and my dad taught me the go-getter side there's no there's no no in life there's always a way and if you want something that bad you go after it and you get that regardless of what that looks like you go out there and you make things happen you know <laughs> so my parents, you go get I, it. I had, yeah you have to go get it there, nothing gets handed to you you know nothing in life is free you have to work hard for and sometimes smart if you can you know but you have to work hard for what you want and, and go at it full throttle head on you know now you also are very uh huge believer in you know women's empowerment you know I making am. sure that you know the ladies are well represented in, in, in different, you know, associations, different acts. You're part of an association, right? The East Atlanta Business Women's Association. Did I get that correct? Uh, no, it's, it's East Atlanta Village uh, Business Association. Oh, East Atlanta. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I thought it was a <laughs> women's association. I will, I will add to that. My business yeah. actually, House of Ramirez, partners up with a nonprofit organization called Dignified Diva. And what they help is young ladies in the community, our community. They give back purses, and these purses ha- actually have bare essentials. Like, a lot of our women out here in the streets that have been affected by whether it's homelessness or uh, drug problems or just women have been displaced due to domestic violence, they don't have the bare essentials, whether it's, uh, you know, hair products or, or just sanitary pads or just sanitary products. We fit these items into the bags and we give them suitable daily use purses for them to carry around with them with products that they can use on a day-to-day basis. And Yo, this nonprofit popping. is out yeah. here helping these women out here in our own community, in our own backyard. Wow. That's that's really doing work in the community because, you know, hygiene yeah. is important. Health is important. Those things lead to, you know, you being the better, the best version of yourself, you know. Right. And, you know, right. it really makes me proud because, you know, uh, I, I feel like I, I've grown up in a society that really hypersexualizes a lot of females, especially Latinas. <laughs> you know, you know, J-Lo and, and Shakira got a lot of flack just for dancing on stage and showing, the, you know, I was like, I looked at it as like, wow. You could do that at 50? Like, I didn't even, I was, I was just looking at a human being doing some athletic right. shit on stage, you know? Right. But people are like, oh, that's just Latinas. All they, do, all they know how to do is shake their ass and blah, blah, blah. You know, you hear the head is saying that. So when I see a woman such as yourself making things happen, you know, it kind of makes me be like, you see, guys? Like, you know, we, we don't all know how to, you know, two-step. You know what I'm saying? Like, we could do right. other things, you know? So how do you feel when, you know, when those stereotypes are, are being made? Well, you know, they at first it's like, what, really? <laughs> but don't get it twisted. A 
get yeah. loud up in here if I have to. <laughs> but you have to be able to understand that, you know, we're women. We love to take care of our hair and our makeup, as you can clearly see. You know, keep it classy, but know how to put people in check. Um, and, you know, stereotypes, they come and go. Some last forever, and there's nothing you can do about it. You know, as long as you know where you are at in life, that's all that matters. Yeah, I agree, and I feel like that's the biggest problem here in America, that people don't want to, like, <laughs> accept that they stereotype people. Like, all right, we all yeah. stereotype people, but continuing to, not even continuing to do so, just like, you know, breaking people's balls, uh, you know, and and not right. giving people jobs because, like, stopping their yep. progression because of stereotype, you know. Right. Is, you know, that's where the problem is. You know what I mean? Racial exactly. profiling, that's where the problem is. You know, district yep. attorney, oh, you, you, oh, they, you know, or whatever. We could tense, we could lose a couple more, you know, people from the black and brown community. It's no big deal. You know what I mean? Not getting the education to be in those positions, to have those jobs, to have that kind of sentiment. Be like, you know what? Maybe this person does deserve a second chance. You know what right. I mean? Because, like, I, I grew up being stereotyped my whole life. I've always been yep. fresh to death. I've always been close to the black community. I've always wanted, you know, uh, I've always adjusted my swag and, you know, and, and everything that I wear <laughs> to, to them. You know what I'm saying? I love wearing my snack bags, my fitteds, whatever, you know, yeah. to the back, you know, and, and nobody would even know that, you know, I graduated from college. You know what I'm saying? Right, I, you know, right. I came from the projects and, and like, I really appreciate the fact that you're giving these kids and you're giving women oh. and you're giving people of color, these kind of opportunities that they may not even think that are available because sometimes you don't even know that these things are available sometimes you think that a life of crime is all you have in front of you or a life in entertainment or a life in playing sports like that's not all there is out here you know you can be that's a geek true. and be successful you know what i'm saying that's true that's very you true know. you know but you have to be able to to when you hear stereotypes or when you see someone stereotype you individually don't take it personal. It's just the way that they have been raised, that they don't know any better. And some people just honestly don't know any better, and they actually feel like that's the truth, and they never took it that step further to get to know a Hispanic or a black person. And they feel like that's what it is. Or and, even a know, white person or an Asian, you know, because it goes all across the board. Everybody's guilty, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's yeah, guilty. Even, even, even within our own community, we tend to stereotype as well, but yeah. When you see that, you, you have to be able to completely detach from that. If you know yeah. that you're something greater than that small little box of stereotypes, push it to the side and keep being great. You know, Don't let nothing stop you or hold you back from being great. Now, what motivates you to be great? Like, you know, besides, you know, your upbringing, like, you know, like, you know, like what really is the essence of the House of Ramirez, you know, and where do you see that brand going moving forward? Right. So I have children and I have three of them and they are my inspiration to keep on doing what I'm doing. As I mentioned before, children are the pillar of our future. They are our stepping stone for what's next. You know, we have to be able to not only help them be great, but also set something up for them to, to rely on, to, to have, to be great. You know, they need that support, that backup. And, you know, a, a lot of our parents didn't teach us that. And that's okay, you know, but us knowing now what we need to know to be better and help our future generations to be better and giving them something to lean on and grow on and 
just having some type of generational wealth, breaking the cycle is what it's all about. So my children motivate me to keep on doing what I'm doing, but the love for people and the love to give back to our own communities, that is one of the strongest love and drive I have to keep House of Ramirez going. You know, one more question now that you mentioned that. How are okay. you feeling about how are you feeling about kids going back to school, man? <laughs> oh well, to be honest, with that's got to be you know, a tough job. Yeah, right. But that's a whole different uh, conversation. You see, yeah. um, the the public schools they have up to twenty two to twenty three children in a classroom, right? So yeah. the schools that are private that have the actual money coming in from like tuition, they actually have less children in a classroom, if not two teachers per small classroom. So social distancing seems some type of realistic when it comes down to a private um, instituted school than a, a public school. When you talk about a public school, not all of them, especially in the city, they don't all have the resources that, that they need to be better schools, right? So when you have this high quantity of children and low quantity of teachers, and in the pandemic that we're in, and we're discussing a social distancing and have to wear masks or you get fined or you could get, you know, some type of charges. And you're talking about first graders up to 12th graders. It doesn't calculate very well in my mind. But, you know, I'm not I'm not a statistic uh, uh, analyst. I'm not yeah. a teacher. I am but you are a parent. parent that is concerned and know that realistically speaking, if you have 23 kids to X amount of footage square classroom with one teacher, how will you six feet apart each child? That's a good question. Now, Ms. Ramirez, could you give us, you know, could you summarize for us in Spanish and in English, you know, okay. first of all, wh where to, where to find you know your brand, you know, where to find the 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 the, uh, the associated okay. brands that you feel are important, and you know, uh, you know, a final message to the public, you know, before we end the podcast over here, you know, let us know where to find you, and let us know, okay. you know, give us a nice little message, if, uh, you know, to take us away here. <laughs> take it away. <laughs> so, Angel, I just want to say thank you. You know, before I get into that, I want to say that it's a true honor to be on your podcast so keep doing big things although you look at us and you ask us questions and you know you encourage us it's also encouraging to have you to encourage us you know we need that so where you can find house of ramirez you can find house of ramirez on facebook on instagram on youtube or go to houseramirez.com on facebook we are house of ramirez on instagram we are house ramirez.atl we're based out of atlanta we're not limited to Atlanta. We're nationwide. And uh, go to YouTube, House of Ramirez. Yeah. So si ustedes tienen Facebook o Instagram o tienen acceso a la red social, vayan a Facebook, a Casa de Ramirez, en inglés, House of Ramirez. And Instagram is Casa de Ramirez, en inglés, House of Ramirez, punto ATL, porque estamos en Atlanta. Pero no estamos limitados en solo Atlanta. Nosotros viajamos en todo, todos los estados de Estados Unidos. Um, si ustedes pueden, también vayan a YouTube. Síganos en House of Ramirez, Casa de Ramirez. Y tenemos nuestra um, propia página uh, social, eh, casaderamirez.com. So, está espeleado y letreado en inglés, houseoframirez.com. Muchas gracias. You want to plug the podcast before you go? 
Yeah, so I do have a podcast. It's on YouTube, and I will be on my own platform, and it will be uploaded to YouTube and broadcasted to all Facebook, whether personal or business, and all Instagram, whether it's uh, personal or business uh, platform. Pues, señorita Ramírez, muchas gracias por estar con nosotros hoy aquí en el podcast The Angel of Words. You know, thank oh, you thank so much you. for joining us. It's really been a pleasure, you know, for telling us your truth, you know, letting us thank know you. what's going on out there in ATL, letting us know about your brand and, you know, how to better the black and brown communities. You know, thank I'll you. be paying attention to what you guys are up to and definitely supporting it any which way I can. And if there's any of your brands that want to come up here and, you know, and talk about what they're doing, you already okay. know. Holla at okay. your favorite it's wacky Puerto Rican podcaster. Hey, <laughs> thank, thank you so you, much. Angel. All right. Be thank good. You. All right. Okay. Yes. Bye. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed my interview today with the founder of the House of Ramirez, Miss Leslie Ramirez. Now, if you want to continue following the Angel of Words podcast, all you got to do is go to YouTube, click on that notification bell. It's Angel of Words ENT. Also, you can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to know what I'm up to on my social media, follow me at Angel of Words ENT, all one word. Thank you for tuning in, everybody.